The Money Show, FAQs. So lots of people quite taken aback by the way in which Nasbars is responding to the um, suggestion of malfeasance within multi-choice. Lots of finger-pointing happening at Nasbars. The Chief Executive Bob Van Dijk ducking any responsibility for the smell emanating from multi-choice, which is its pay TV subsidiary, linking it to a corrupt relationship with the former Minister of Communications, Faith Mutambi. Now, Bob Van Dijk saying, no, 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 no. I mean, we've got a hundred subsidiaries. You can't say that this is a Nasbars problem. If you want to tackle the issue, you must talk directly to multi-choice. And that's a board on which Bob Van sits. Even Nasbar's own publications are critical over the money it paid for to the Gupta-owned ANN7 to broadcast its news. But now there's real concern as to whether or not money has changed hands to influence the evolution of digital TV from terrestrial TV. Uh, earlier yesterday, Nasbar's own City Press reported that the pay TV company that owns DSTV and Mnet was accused of paying 100 million rand in kickbacks to the SABC in exchange for the public broadcaster's political influence over digital micro. Now, this is City Press owned by Naspers, which is reporting critically about another Naspers subsidiary. The Naspers chief executive at the result yesterday was saying the group's got 100 companies under it. Governance issues need to be taken up by MultiChoice itself. And remember, that is a board upon which he sits as well. So we approached MultiChoice. They declined to come. They issued a statement instead saying MultiChoice notes the disparaging publicity arising from the release of the minutes of a meeting it had with the SABC board in 2013. Uh, Nolo Lotele, the executive chairman of MultiChoice, is quoted as saying, I intended that meeting it was certainly not secret there was nothing illegal or improper in those minutes david loxton is a partner at the law firm's dentons south africa Dave Loxton, nice to um, have you on The Money Show this evening. Uh, our FAQ this evening, what people really want to know is whether a holding company can actually pass the buck to a subsidiary in a case of some very serious questions around honesty and integrity. Evening, Bruce, and hi to your listeners as well. It's a very, very interesting question. I think the, the technical legal response would be that as you all know, we have separate legal entities here. So the technical response of NASPERS and multi-choice would in fact be correct. You know, that's, look, this is a multi-choice matter. Um, the board is responsible and should be held accountable for any, anything that goes wrong. Ergo, NASPERS can keep at arm's length and say, um, don't look to us. But, you know, as you all know, it's not that simple because, of course, um, when you have a holding company situation, it's going to be a very unique entity that invests money in uh, different in different subsidiaries and then says, well, we're not going to protect our investment. We all know that uh, the normal approach is holding companies will dictate policies across the different group companies. They will use bulk buying power. They'll share resources. They'll share policies, etc. So, you know, then, then it starts getting into a far more grayer area. Plus, to protect their interests, they will have representation on the board. And um, that's where I think the, the difficulty of the approach that NASPERS is adopting comes in, because it would be very difficult for them to say, well, we weren't aware of what was happening. Uh, we simply are, are not interested in what was happening. You know, talk to, talk to the multi-choice board, because if they had board representation, that, <laughs> that should have been fed back. What was happening should have been fed back to the NASPERS board. And if there's anything wrong or any risks that were foreseen, uh, one would have assumed that there would have been intervention. So you know, my, my long-winded answer would be no, it is not that simple and it's not that easy for a, a holding company to say, 
Uh, we are two distinct entities, therefore don't talk to us. Look to the, the multi-choice board. I mean, you've given a, the lawyer's answer to this, and even the lawyer's answer, which can often be cast in black and white in terms of here is the letter of the law, even you say there, there are many, many shades of grey here. Absolutely, yeah. That's what I say. The a strict technical approach, and, and I think uh, most lawyers would argue this, that from your basic company law principles, you know, you have limited liability, separation of shareholders versus the, the, the company itself. But, you know, the difficulty I think that arises is if one goes back in history, that particular distinction and that uh, concept of limited liability goes back to the days where shareholders were individuals, members of the public. Now we're having shareholdings where it is legal entities that are the, um, the shareholders in, partic- in, in other entities. And that's where I think the uh, distinction starts blurring and one gets into a very, very gray area. And it's not as simple as a simple uh, company law concepts. David Loxon, thank you. Partner at law firm Denton, South Africa, on the line to us from KZN this evening. It is about taking responsibility, corporate responsibility, and it's about standing up and saying, well, we will investigate. We will deal with this. If there has been any wrongdoing, we will deal with it. This is a subsidiary of the holding company. The holding company, it's the listed entity, has got to take responsibility.